He shut the book and sat for a time. In spite of himself, he was upset. More pressure should have been put on them, he said to himself, to suppress this damn book. In fact, it's obviously deliberate on their part. They could have arrested this whatever his name is, Abinson. They have plenty of power in the Middle West. What upset him was this. The death of Adolf Hitler, the defeat and destruction of Hitler, the Partei, and Germany itself, as depicted in this book, it was all somehow grander, more in the old spirit than the actual world, the world of German hegemony. How could that be, he asked himself. Is it just this man's writing ability? They know a million tricks, those novelists. Take Dr. Goebbels. That's how he started out, writing fiction appeals to the base lust that hide in everyone, no matter how respectable on the surface. Yes, the novelist knows humanity, how worthless they are, ruled by their testicles, swayed by cowardice, selling out every cause because of their greed. All he's got to do is thump on the drum, and there's his response. And he's laughing, of course, behind his hand at the effect he gets. Hello and welcome, I'm Douglas Bowles, and this is 42 Minutes weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day, a production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Sunday night, David Bowie's birthday. Happy 70th, Starman. And tonight we're traveling to Washington, D.C. by way of Olympia consider an alternate America that exists only on the internet. And we'll do so with artist and musician Arrington. I didn't ask you how to pronounce your name. <laughs> well, I, I say Arrington Didini, so... Okay, I will say that too. Arrington, cool. <laughs> Arrington de, de... Oh, I can't do it though. Didini or so. <laughs> Mr. Dioniso recently... And I bet you it's Mr. Dioniso recently became part of the conspiracy theory known as Pizzagate. But when I saw that we had mutual friends in common on Facebook, I thought it would be interesting to meet him and to get to know a little about his art and its meaning. Uh, mm. I, will, I will link to his, his Bandcamp and Big Cartel pages in the show notes. Welcome, Arrington. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Doug. You and uh, and thank, thank you for that wonderful quote from... Uh, one of my favorite books. Um, am I am I allowed to mention it? Please it's mention it. The, the Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick, Wonderful. which uh, envisions a world in which uh, it's sort of a parallel universe in which Germany and Japan won World War II, and yet the characters in the book find evidence of there being a parallel universe in which Germany and Japan lost World War II, and so there's quite the conundrum of parallel universes kind of being layered on top of each other, uh, as it's uh, very appropriate for us to note, uh, they seem to be doing so at this very moment in our uh, time continuum timeline that we're in right now, in uh, ways that we would have been pretty surprised about a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's say I've been reluctant <laughs> to even... <laughs> what is a Pizzagate? Oh, God. Oh, it's the stupidest thing ever. It's just it's completely, completely stupid. 
And and why are why are all you know every time there's some weird scandal, why do they put gate on the end of it? Because it, it it's it's after Watergate, which that's the name of the hotel where this whole scandal during the Nixon era happened. It was the Watergate Hotel. So why's everything got to be gate? <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. Yeah. Um, well, you know. A few days before the election, there was this massive hack of emails from, uh, I don't, you know, one of the, some people in the Democratic Party were not being very careful with their password settings and they, uh, you know, linked onto a, a, like a phishing scam. So this massive amount of emails got stolen and emails from John Podesta, who was a, a campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. Um, there's all these emails that mention, uh, like, Hey John, let's meet up for pizza after work and get some pizza, you know, like, like very kind of innocuous stuff like that. And, um, I believe it was on either Reddit or 4chan, some, um, some, some, some real, uh, some real McGruff, the crime dog level, uh, sleuthing, um, People uh, decided that any time it said the word pizza, that that was some kind of uh, code word for this, like, uh, sex trafficking, uh, you know, doing horrible things to, uh, to to kidnap children. And, and, and they invented this really vast, wide-reaching conspiracy that... that uh, in its kind of initial uh, dump on the the Reddit and 4chan sites, knew no bounds in you know trying to implicate all of these individuals and businesses all all over the place. But um, focusing particularly on on a place called Comet Pizza and Ping Pong, which is a, a very uh, fine restaurant in Washington D.C. that that serves pizza and other gourmet food. And has a venue in the back room of the pizza place uh, for all ages concerts. They do punk and experimental and kind of rock and roll performance art stuff. And in that back room uh, of the pizza place, I had painted a couple of murals in 2010 that were up in the pizza place for about uh, a year and then they got painted over. But the fact that the murals didn't exist anymore and haven't for many years did not prevent people who found photos of them online from kind of naming me and involving me and my artwork in this ridiculous and fictitious conspiracy that basically like anybody associated with this restaurant with the Democratic Party, with uh, all, all kinds of artists and musicians who who had performed at this place, were all kind of being uh, targeted as somehow being involved in this satanic uh, sex trafficking conspiracy, which apparently was happening in the basement of the restaurant, and, and this restaurant does not have a basement, so that kind of blew some holes in. Uh, in the theory. I mean, any of it blows holes in the theory. It's, it's, it's ridiculous and, and, and very stupid. Well, then do they, do they take like, so, I mean, that's the alternate timeline. So if, 
if your world is the internet and you're doing all this McGruff sleuthing, you know, reality of goes out the window at that point, and you can construct whatever, yeah, whatever narrative you you want with the pieces. But so do they. Do they take your work then and try and does it somehow communicate? Like I, I don't. Oh, it's, how uh, do you get mixed up in this? Oh, it's thing? yeah, no, it's 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 so stupid. Um, yeah, um, you know, at, at, I think at first, um, y- you know, uh, there 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 were there were some things that were coming up on on Google because uh, uh, some friends who live in D.C. kind of told me about it, and so I I, I looked it up and. Um, at first they were just kind of mentioning me in sort of this like list of, of artists that, you know, they, they, um, they, they thought that, um, you know, the artwork that they were finding was, was shocking and, and somehow provided evidence of, of these really horrible crimes being committed. And, and what's interesting, uh, then there were some other sites that kind of went into more depth. Uh, you know about my work personally. I mean, and they they did this to many people. You, you know, basically basically anybody who had performed in the venue part of the restaurant because the venue is kind of a separate. I mean, it, you you go through the restaurant to get the venue, but the venue's sort of its own thing. But anybody who had ever performed there, if they if they found a, 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 a you know a JPEG of an old flyer. On online, that, you know, they they look up the band names and they'd look up the people who were in the band, and uh, you know, they were kind of doing this to everybody who'd ever performed there. But um, with my work in particular, which is what we're talking about, they were digging up stuff from my Instagram, from my Tumblr, from my Facebook uh, artwork that had no relation whatsoever to ever having been displayed in this restaurant, and they were saying like, "Oh, this is the kind of pervert." You know, this is the kind of perverted, sexually explicit art that the owners of this restaurant are really into, as as if this kind of like guilt by association uh, were to somehow prove anything, because they're specifically speaking about um, like the the trafficking of of children and and you know really bizarre and unnameable acts perpetrated against children. None of my artwork features anything having to do with children. Um, I, I, I do paintings that, you know, sometimes involve consenting adults engaged in uh, celebration of physical forms and, um, you know, using sexuality as a, as a gateway to um, an expanded awareness of the universe and uh, 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 an integrated spirituality in which sex is a part of that. No depictions of children in any of this artwork, but that that doesn't stop the uh, the mind of a of a witch hunter from. Um, I, I I I mean it's it's just ridiculous. It's like all this kind of conjecture and and uh, um, what do you call it? It's like it's like a real bona fide witch hunt. I mean things that aren't even. Um, well, I I think I read. Uh, on one site calling the idea of it like a queer phobic witch hunt where because mm-hmm. this is happening on places like Reddit and 4chan mm-hmm. with uh, the, kind of a Trump supporting vibe or overtone somehow yeah. Yeah. that 
that you know they're going to make America great again, and you need like this, you know, this kind of incomprehensible art to them gone. Maybe I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it it's 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 interesting. I mean, I'm not. Um, you know, I. I I identify as uh, you know I'm a heterosexual white man, so you know I, I don't really fit into their main um, target groups of, of people that they're really like going after the worst. But um, I guess my artwork is 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 queer enough in their eyes that they they could rope me into this. And 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 the, the I mean the crazy thing to me the, the painting that I actually did the the murals that were hanging in this restaurant that they had photos of are really pretty innocuous uh, in my opinion uh, they're they're just you know they're 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 figures in kind of like a a mytho- mythological landscape they're they're very kind of nice contrasting colors there's a there's this angel figure with wings and she's got these like kind of bird heads kind of coming out the side of her head. Then there's another larger mural with these, um, I don't know, just, just figures kind of reclining or, or sitting down and kneeling in different positions. One of the figures has these kind of like antlers coming out of his head or like, like maybe a tree branch coming from behind his head. And, you know, so, there were I, I found some sites that were, you know, saying that that was proof that there's some kind of satanic element in this, which is um, pretty uh, bogus and and dumb. And and then a couple of the figures are are holding these kind of like mask uh, heads in in their in their arms, and and so they're you know they're uh, accusing me of being obsessed with like decapitated heads or or whatever, but like taking everything on a very, very literal and unsubtle and unnuanced way of interpreting art. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think, I, I think art, you know, art is about ambiguity where, you know, you could, you could see something as, as potentially having a symbolic content and it might mean this if you interpret it that way, or it might mean something completely different or, or you could even, I mean, you could even take the trouble to ask the artist what his or her personal interpretation of the work might be. That would be a, a novel, uh, a novel concept. <laughs> yeah. What uh, predicated the the creation of these murals? Was it something musically that, or was it you know how how did this come about? Yeah, I mean, actually, I I, I had toured with with one of my bands, and we we'd performed there uh, a couple different times on tour and really enjoyed playing there. They, it's, it's a venue that, that treats their artists really, really well. You know, you get a, you, you, you get a gourmet dinner. I mean, it's, uh, I, I've, I've traveled all over Italy and had pizza and, you know, every place in Italy. And, and I actually think the Comet pizza is, is better pizza. I mean, I think it's the best pizza I've ever had. It's, it's very fine dining kind of gourmet pizza. And so, you know they 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 treat you really well and we enjoyed playing there we had a good audience and then when we were you know booking another tour this you know like i said this is 2010 mm-hmm. so we wanted to play there again and we had kind of like a day off 
before the concert. And I was like, hey, you know, we have a day off. We could show up early and, you know, um, I don't know, it'd be fun to like paint a mural in that back room if, if you if you can get the, you know, get the owner to uh, to buy some paint and, and pay for some brushes and stuff. Like, I'll just, I'll stay up all night and, and, and work on a mural. And, um, you know, it, it was just a series of conversations that I had with the booking agent who uh who who runs the venue section and you know she talked to the owner and they they set aside a little bit of a budget i mean it was a, a you know a very you know a, a a generous fee in in considering that i had just kind of invited myself to do this mural but i mean it wasn't sure. like, it wasn't a lot of money you know and um but it was just um uh, a nice uh token of appreciation that they were willing to let me do that. And, um, so I got there the day before our show and, uh, stayed up real late and, you know, uh, they, they, uh, you know, they got me some gelato from the back of the kitchen and we got a bottle of wine and I just kind of stayed up real late and, and, uh, you know, created these pieces purely from imagination. I had no uh, notes or notebook or sketches or anything. I, I just kind of, you know, let the shapes come out and, and, and pulled out the, the colors that they had chosen. You know, they, they, they chose the colors for me because they wanted it to kind of reflect the palette of the restaurant. So it was kind of this interesting challenge to work with, you know, certain parameters and, uh, and, and I had a blast. It, it was really, it was really fun. You know, I, I don't really do a lot of murals. I'm more of like a, you know, I make work on paper, and I do kind of, you know, usually much smaller paintings on paper. And so, uh, this was really only like the second or third time I'd ever, you know, been able to kind of fill up an entire wall with with my figures. And um, you know, for me, it was a, just a very magical experience. I, I'm really proud of the work I did and. I, th- I think they're, I think they're beautiful paintings um, that you know, unfortunately, don't exist anymore, except in a couple photos. But because you know, they in the daytime they have ping pong tables in the in that room, and so after after a year or so, some of the painting like it was on a like a drywall thing, and because it got hit so many times by ping pong balls kind of flying on the wall, some of the mural got like chipped away, and so they, uh, you know, they couldn't really like afford to like fly me out to fix them. So they decided to paint over it after, after it got kind of like cracked a lot. It's interesting because you were mentioning like a mural is, is much bigger than a sheet of paper, but mm-hmm. it, it looks, the integrity looks the same as your smaller works. So it, it, it translates, it, it, it has the same feel. I mean, on a computer screen, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I'm, it, it translates very nicely. Your figures that there's something interesting stylistically that you're able to evoke, on, in, on you know, scale doesn't seem to matter apparently. So that's yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it 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 was kind of a milestone for me. I mean, I think like if you look at paintings I was doing before 2010, they're they're really different in in nature from kind of what I've been doing since. And I mean, I would really kind of credit 
the the act of creating that mural, I think, kind of led me to maybe considering my work in a in a different way and kind of you know, I mean like 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 you say, like taking the scale into consideration when you're able to kind of blow everything up in such a big way, it it changes the way you see you know, when you go back to even just a smaller sheet of paper, you're you're gonna visit it differently than you had before, uh if if that makes any sense. Um I mean like hmm, I don't know. I like 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 compositional elements in 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 like the placement of, of figures uh, are very important to me and in, in the paintings I do. Like I think there's there's always this kind of I don't know like I'm always kind of looking for a certain kind of balance within the more you know there might be some kind of chaotic elements in a painting, but the 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 weight the weighting of the figures is going to be fairly balanced in the overall compositional structure when it's successful anyway. I mean, maybe not always. But, um. And then are you, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious about your, your evolution as a painter. Are you, are you a classically trained painter or is this something that you, you know, no. developed on you? No, no, I'm, 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 I'm really totally, I mean, I'm I'm as self-taught as 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 a as a, as a person could be. I mean, my um, my my mother, uh, she was never a professional painter at, at all, but she was very dedicated to painting as a as a hobby and and um, you know, kind of part of her um, her work as a as a minister. I think she used a lot of kind of like art therapy elements in the work she did with her clients and. Um, you know, I used to watch her paint when I was, I mean, even when I was a baby. Um, so um, when I developed uh, an interest in drawing, I mean, she was always very encouraging of that and, you know, took me to uh, some really wonderful art museums. We, I was living in Chicago at the time. So, I mean, I actually have very vivid memories of going to the Art Institute of Chicago uh, you know, at the age of like four or five years old and, and, and being really, um, you know, really starting to cultivate very deep relationships with, you know, paintings by like Picasso, Gauguin, Dali, Moreau, um, Marc Chagall, you know, like kind of all the, all your sort of standard, uh, 20th century kind of, you know the the big names of 20th century art. I was I was very um, intimate with. You know, even at like kindergarten, first grade, I, I knew all the all the kind of famous, important painters that that. You had were been... seeing like the originals in a museum somewhere. Yeah, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. That, that's kind of a lucky thing. It okay. it really is, and and you know, and it and it kind of it's weird. It it kind of ties into a lot of the the kind of the harassment and and stuff on the message boards in regards to the Pizzagate stuff like <laughs> I I found a lot of people kind of commenting on threads where they'd say like I'd never let my kids go into a place where art like this was hanging on the wall and you know I mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody in my family would ever say anything like that and 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 this you know i i was raised by by two 
you know, very, um, very uh, social justice oriented uh, uh, Methodist ministers. My my mother and my father were both uh, Methodist ministers, and freedom of expression was was always something that you should fight for to protect. And uh, um, you know, in in addition to to gender equality and and racial equality and and uh you know fighting for the rights of of the poor and the homeless and and so on and so forth but but you know freedom of expression is is a is a core value in in my family and um you know i if you go into any major art museum in in the world unless you're living in a place where there's very heavy censorship there there are paintings that depict nude people that are, are hanging on the wall and um it it is not obscenity and it it is not uh it, it's it's not even slightly damaging for your children to be exposed to uh great works of art i mean there there are public water fountains in in italy that that have little you know little angels peeing and and it's uh, you know or or water coming out of a woman's breast or whatever. Uh, and these are these are fountains that are just in the town square that, you know, kids are going and getting ice cream or pizza or or, or whatever. There's nothing there's nothing obscene or unusual about that in, in you know, many, many places around the world. So these people posting on the message boards like I had never let my children see that artwork. These are these are pig headed and, and very stupid people. And uh I, I won't back down from that assessment of, of anyone so so narrow and, and close-minded to uh, shut themselves off from artistic appreciation. Well, and speaking of artistic appreciation, it seems like the owner of the Comet Ping Pong establishment is definitely kind of a, like a pillar of the art community in the D.C. area from the reports that I read. Mm-hmm. In yeah, I, and, and I mean, I, I don't, I don't know him that well, but I mean, he, he, he's, he's an excellent chef, and um, he's, he's very supportive of, uh, I mean, I, I, from, from friends who, who live in D.C. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he, he certainly doesn't have to open up a venue in addition to a restaurant. The restaurant is, is, you know, was doing very, very well uh, as, as just as a restaurant, but. I think it was important to him to uh you know to be able to provide a space for for that kind of free expression and you know uh um you know there there's definitely a, a really strong community that kind of um, rallies around that uh, place being a, a space that they have access to I I I really don't know much about like the scene in in DC uh in, in its particulars, but um, I, I think it's a really special and important place. I mean, you know, um, I, I also had some friends who who died in in the fire in, in Oakland at the ghost ship. And when you think about this, uh, in addition to this kind of Pizzagate thing going around, there, there's also a, a real heavy targeting with these kind of alt-right, neo-Nazi, whatever you want to call them, these uh, trolls have been targeting, like, venues all over the country who, you know, venues that are hosting all-ages shows, 
there there have been things on message boards like, hey, if you know if you know some where some art warehouse that has queers and and degenerates, you know, having parties and and concerts, you know, you should just call the fire department or you know bring your gun and like show up and you know like there there these this is like a real thing that's been happening since the ghost ship fire with you know people kind of trying to rat out these safer spaces as as they might be referred to and um you know with so many great venues under attack it's it's a it's it's all the more important that you know a place like comet ping pong is a completely safe legit venue you know they don't they're not in violation of any codes they've got plenty of exits in every direction it's uh it's an above the board business you know it's not like a it's not like a a warehouse that you have to have like a secret knock to it's it's a completely accessible venue and um i think that that's really rare um that such an accessible venue would be so open to kind of you know letting letting the freaks and weirdos kind of do their thing without um you know without any kind of censorship and and i think that that is exactly what they're uh under attack for um you know it, as, as with all this kind of fake conspiracy stuff hmm. it's it's amazing that yeah so that just uh so this you, <laughs> it's coincidence you want to Oh, I have you have this beautiful big wall. I've got an extra night. Can I do a painting for you? Yeah. You, <laughs> I mean, I mean, who who does that? Like, what what what? Like, you know, this is like a fine dining restaurant. Like, who who does that? Like, oh yeah, sure, you could paint something in the back wall if you want to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. It was it was like a very generous uh, gamble on on their part to to even let me do that in the first place. Well, so to, to, I mean, in in our world, we call that synchronicity, you know, where um, just you know things line up to work out in a, in mm-hmm. a certain way to mm-hmm. create an interesting opportunity. Is this a part of your work at all, or did you know, is this a force in your life that you have experienced or respond to at all? Oh, you mean Pizzagate? No, synchronicity. Oh, oh, synchronicity. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's it's a huge part of. Of, of, I mean, of so many a- aspects of my process. I mean, I, in addition to being a painter, I'm also a musician, and so in my in my compositions and and songwriting, you know, sometimes I'll take. Uh, I, I I can't think of. I mean, what's a specific example? I mean, like, you know, I'll have certain songs that will relate to paintings, or or they'll relate to sort of, you know, things that might just sort of seem to accidentally happen, you know, right when I'm at the point of sort of being involved in a creation or, you know, maybe, you know, I'm, I might be listening to the radio and, and, you know, there's, there's something someone says on a radio, like maybe I'll like put that into a drawing or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, it's a big, um, it's a, it's a big part of how I work and, and, and kind of how I, I mean, really how I live my life beyond the artistic angle you know, I'm always kind of paying attention to to synchronous and fortuitous happenings as they as they occur, and you know, you you try to pay attention to that when it happens. You know, it's like a like a sign, a sign from God, or or what have you. Yeah, that's 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 how the community that I kind of spend time on the internet in feels too. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
we're susceptible to fake news stories as anyone. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I just wonder, you know, what do we do in, in terms of, you know, so, so they specifically were calling it fake news, mm-hmm. but it could also be propaganda. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's it, everything about it to me. I mean, it's like watching the anatomy of a witch hunt as it's unfolding. And um, I'm reminded of, like, McCarthyism, you know, where there are these, these witch hunts, you know, against anyone they suspected of being a communist. And, and of course, there are plenty of people in the entertainment industry in particular who, you know, had, you know, very strong sympathies for, for, for leftist, uh, groups and, and labor union organizing and, and, uh, you know, had, had a, a vision for social progress that, um, uh, it, it isn't that different from, you know, uh, a, a, a lot of us who are supporting, you know, Bernie Sanders. I mean, it's, it's not that any of the agenda of, of, you know, the, the people who were accused of being communist in the 1950s, you know, they, they they're, their political beliefs weren't that different than people now who who are under attack by, you know, kind of the same type of forces. It it also reminds me of of like the the kind of the more like artistic witch hints of the of the 1980s uh, and and I guess early 90s when there was uh, you know this big kind of right wing outcry against the National Endowment for the Arts and you know things like. Um, Oh, it's a photographer. Uh, the, uh, the Robert Maplethorpe sure. retrospective that was under fire by uh, uh, it was Ed Meese, one of uh, Reagan's kind of main. Uh, I can't remember exactly what his job was. He was awful though. Um, Je- uh, uh, Je- uh, Jesse Helms and uh, you know all all, all those kind of real awful so-called moral majority type people campaigning against um, freedom of expression in the arts. And and, and really, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, we've never really recovered as as, as as a nation with the responsibility to promote national artworks that that speak to the issues of the day, our our country has never really recovered from that witch hunt uh, of of the 1980s. You know, we we have never restored um, funding of the arts to um, anything remotely close to the levels that um, it it should have been at uh, all along. You know, I mean, I I, I guess I imagine like I I may have been in one of the you know the last generation of, of, uh, like elementary school students where, you know, we had regular field trips to art museums. We had field trips to, uh, see ballets and symphonies and, and stuff like that. And that was, you know, the direct result of, of, a of a belief on the part of government that students need access to, uh, to the arts as part of a well-formed education. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, people I know who are going to school now, don't get anything even close to that in this age. Um, so it's yeah. So I have young kids, and they definitely it 
if you're in the right school district, you can get some pretty good arts education. Mm-hmm. But it really is more of something that the parents and the teachers are making an effort to provide. It's not, I mean, so there's definitely this, uh, what is it they call it? Yeah. STEM? STEM, it's a science, technology, uh-huh. engineering, and math. And there's yeah. this real left brain focus right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of times the teachers have to kind of pay for that out of pocket if they want to integrate any arts into oh, their yeah. curriculum. You know, they're not even given any assistance in, you know, whether it's like buying tickets or, or I mean, even just or getting... it's the affluent neighborhood yeah. in the PTA, right? Yeah, and so yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, yeah. so the rich kids definitely yeah. are better off, which yeah. is too bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> So then, uh, you know, what have you been working on these days? Uh, has it, has Pizzagate kind of prompted you to do any like response? Type yeah, work? yeah. I mean, it it just it it seemed early on that the whole point of the you know the the, the kind of like harassment and stuff that was being directed towards me um, was you know it was just kind of this intimidation thing you know they're 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 trying to like i don't know like make me afraid to be posting my artwork online or make me afraid to be an artist or or or, or i don't even really know what i mean um so you know i i decided based partly on that and then i guess the other thing that was also happening is i as i learned that there were some other people who were being targeted in ways that were much more kind of violent than what I was getting. I mean, I got like, I got like one sort of serious sounding death threat on Twitter and then just kind of like a lot of really like harassing comments on Instagram. That was like, that was basically the the brunt of what I was getting. And then there were some kind of really weird like YouTube videos that were sort of tying me into these conspiracy things that were also really bad. But, but like, nothing in which I was going to really like fear for my safety in in a, in a real big way. But then kind of around the same time, I learned that some of the female performance artists and musicians who had, you know, had, had performed at Comet Ping Pong or had like posters with their names from Comet Ping Pong and, and that, and some, you know, YouTube videos of, of concert footage, uh, I learned that they were getting really, really bad, like very clear, like death threats and rape threats and, and all that, you know, just based solely on this very random association that they had with, you know, just having had performed at the venue and, you know, it, the, the video footage of these performances, it just seemed a little bit too weird in the, in the, uh, in the eyes of these, uh, these awful uh, troll type people, and and so you know when when I heard how kind of serious the threats against them were, I thought that you know I have a lot less to lose in a way because I don't know I mean like being being like a white man or whatever like y- y- you're kind of at the bottom of the list of like as far as like being a group that's going to be targeted in in that way so 
I felt like maybe I have some kind of responsibility to to get really loud. If if I get really loud about like telling my personal story, it might bring more attention to this entire thing in a way that I think would maybe be a more benefit to everybody involved, uh, if, if that makes sense. And so, I don't know. I mean, I just, I've been, I've been like making art and putting it out there. And, um, I I have a new, uh, I have a new musical project called this saxophone kills fascist. And so I'm, um, organizing like a national tour, uh, with that, uh, with that project, uh, in, in the coming months, so I'm, you know, trying to, trying to stay busy in, in offering up um, a creative approach to both resistance and um, also, you know, maybe some kind of ray of of hope and and inspiration. Um, you know, I, I I've always wrestled with the idea. You know, can 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 a piece of music change the world? Can can art do anything to change the world? I mean, I don't I don't really know the answer in any definitive way. But I I think like if if a piece of art or music can help someone feel like empowered and and confident, and if it can give some kind of like reflection of what's good in the world and and can kind of provide some 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 way of giving you um, like a like a spiritual strength to to keep moving forward in life then then I think that's um that that's an, that's offering enough, at least enough change to make it worthwhile for me to to keep doing my thing and you know I maybe it maybe uh maybe it could have even wider ampli- uh, uh implications and amplifications um beyond just just me and my friends you know maybe it can go further than that well that was 42 minutes all right man so thank you for sharing it with us thank you very much i appreciate the conversation yeah you bet you've been listening to errington be sure and check out his art and music websites to which I'll link for more information about the sync book, our guests to check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive, discounts on books, behind the scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as online hangouts with the hosts. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much. And yeah. we, can only con- <laughs> we can only control the end by making a choice at each step.
just 